and welcome to Stationary Jason, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyford, your host, and joined by my other host, Stu Lennon. Hey, Stu, how's the other side of the Atlantic today? It, well, this particular part of it is hot. Hot, 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 hot. 35 degrees today. Summer, which has been very tardy this year, um, has decided definitely it wants to be here. So, uh, yeah, it's good, but it's warm. What about you? What about there in North America? Well, summer has officially hit. We have the guest room taking bookings now, apparently. Everybody wants to come up now. Summer's here. And we got a special weather warning on my app the other day, Stu. It's going to be low to mid-30s next week here, too. Okay, that's warm. So we'll be in kind of the same same, uh, temperature range as you, and I'll be hating it and living in air conditioning. (laughs) <laughs> well the the danger with air conditioning is that it makes going outside very unpleasant <laughs> it's, the, it's the contrast of one from the other i'm i'm gradually moving into sloth mode now where i'll just you know get used to things being a little bit hotter and therefore a little bit slower um but more of that later no doubt mm, i was gonna say 2022 wasn't that already sloth mode well it was for me anyway well i i was it's been fairly quiet since about 1987 for me, but that's a completely different story. Uh, 87 was a good year. I think I had a few after that, but uh, yeah, we will go there. <laughs> Show our age there, Stu. Yeah, yes. The ancients are speaking from on high. All right. Uh, you got any follow-up for us this week? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I've carved out some time uh, tomorrow, actually, coincidentally, uh, from my calendar so that I can revisit my goals for uh, Q3 and Q4. Uh, which we talked about last week, just because I thought, oh, yeah, that sort of set my mind thinking about what I was doing, what I was trying to do. And I, I've got a meeting tomorrow. Um, there's a there's a real estate agent uh, coming to have a look at the house. Um, but around that, I'm going to have a little think about quite what I want to do Q3 and Q4, which, which may involve that aforementioned real estate agent. Who knows? Um, do you have any follow-up from last week? I don't have anything I haven't... I've had a busy week. A busy week is good. I haven't even had chance to really sit and think about it and kind of figure out what I'm doing for the next quarters, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. I am going to have an adults-only house. Uh, the kid's going away for a week, so. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I'm not sure what uh, the wife and I are going to be doing to celebrate, but I, I foresee lots of wine and uh, sloth-like sitting around in the heat coming up. Yeah, well, nice, crisp, cold glass of white wine can can make the heat seem very bearable in my experience. Mm. Yeah, we won't admit that I actually have a wine fridge full of white wine. I have a regular-sized fridge full of beer and other stuff, and then I have my regular red wine at room temperature. So I'm, I'm all set for any kinds of inclement weather. Yeah, I think we are kindred spirits, young man, kindred spirits. What about your tool of the week? What have you, what's had the most impact on your productivity this week? All right. So this is a double-edged sword. I know mm. Amazon. Oh, uh, I decided the other day, I, let me go back a little bit. I was looking for something so I, in a house like mine that it's only 10, 12 years old, but it had a renter in it. And a renter does not know how to do things like 
fix anything properly. Everything is band-aided. So last night, for example, I was replacing toilet seats because, well, you know, that's just what's next that's broken that needs, or not necessarily broken, but just not very well-maintained. Um, I bought a new-to-me compressor because I've got to do this thing blowing out all of my irrigation. Okay. Um, that's going to come up. So I saw this compressor. It was on sale. I'd realized that whoever built the house wired in a 30 amp receptacle, not a 50 amp, which is kind of standard for these. Mm. And so I've had this for a month or so. I went through my local hardware stores. I've been through three different hardware stores looking for a way to solve this problem. And what I ended up doing was buying a whole new cable and I was going to rewire all of the old compressor into the, the new layout, which is fun because it's now the compressor is older. So it's three wire. The new lineup is four wire because I had a safety going to have an extra wire in there. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like a lot of work and I'm not a good electrician, uh, playing with 240, which I 240 volts, which is, I know a European thing, mm -hmm. but out here it's twice what we normally get. That gives you a big shock. Sure. <laughs> I was on Amazon the other day and I happened to be looking for something else and saw a pigtail. Uh, basically it's a short extension cord that has one receptacle on one side and a different plug on the other. And I did a quick search and all of a sudden they have exactly the part that I need that I don't have to rewire anything. It was a hundred bucks and it takes a week to come in. But the idea that Amazon has things available that I didn't even know existed after three stores locally to try to sort out this problem, because again, not electrician, didn't even think to look for this of a plug-in system. And I just realized how cool it is to have something so accessible. Um, I went a little while ago, I had to replace all the filters in the air conditioners and heaters that we have. And Amazon was one of those places that didn't have them or didn't have them affording affordably. I had to order them. I, I went through an entire morning's worth of searching the internet, looking for people that would stock these. And then I ordered them and it cost me a fortune to get them delivered. The Eight filters for four units cost me $450. So it's expensive. Wow. Amazon has everything I could need. I've got filters coming for the microwave. Who knew that microwaves had filters, Stu? <laughs> but, you know, all of these little things, and I could spend hours and hours looking for them, trying to find places, visiting the local cities, trying to find answers. And this stuff is just available. And, okay, Amazon up here is slow. But it is so much more productive than driving around, knocking on doors, trying to find answers for problems I didn't even know existed. I know you have problems with Amazon, though. Well, yes and no. I mean, um, I'm standing here sort of nodding at, um, <laughs> at what you say, because I... I first lived in Cyprus, or in this house in Cyprus. I came to live here in uh, 2000. And that's when I um, built this office. And I, I, I make that sound as though I built it. I didn't. I, I gave somebody a check and they built it. But 
um, it was essentially a carport that they walled in and put some um, some what we call French doors, patio doors, whatever you like at the end. So it's a lovely space, you know. It's big enough to to put a pickup truck in <laughs> or, or be my office. Fantastic, great. Um, and then I I went on my merry way and went and lived in all sorts of other places. And we moved back here in 2018 uh, in September. And so then when summer 2019 came around and I sat in my office with its glass doors on the front, I went, whew, it's a little bit warm. I'll turn the air conditioning on, the air conditioning from the year 2000. Mm. I could not anywhere find a remote. Mm. Uh, I went looking. I went looking, I went, and eventually I found it. And it looked, well, it didn't look well. Mm. So I cleaned it up as best I could, and I changed the batteries. I cleaned all the battery acid out and <laughs> put it all back. Nothing worked. Oof. And I thought, oh, no, I'm just going to have to get a new air conditioning unit. And then, uh, as you say, I just, just by chance, it was on Amazon. I thought, oh, I wonder. And there it was, a little Israeli company, uh, air conditioning, remote controls for every unit since 1980, of every brand. And I thought, no, really? How much? And it was something like, I don't know, 25, 30 bucks plus shipping from Israel, which is, I mean, it's strange because you could probably throw it here from Israel. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I got the thing and it's perfect. It's absolutely spot on. It's an original um, and it, it it just works. It's fantastic. And for that, I think Amazon is awesome. Um, what I don't like about Amazon, obviously, is that um, they can be, uh, I don't like the, the way they've impacted the publishing industry. I think they've, they've brought lots of bad along with lots of good. Um, and, you know, for sort of local retailers, uh, Amazon, Amazon can be a bit of a, a bit of a tough competitor, uh, and they sometimes price aggressively just to, just to kill off competition, which is, yeah, you know, it's not new, but it's not nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely a double edged sword. I certainly, as as evidenced by going to three hardware stores, try to f shop locally before I go to Amazon. Mm. But you know, I, I'm I'm in a small town. The big city, the smaller city is a half hour to the south of me. The bigger city is an hour to the north of me. I just don't have, I don't have a big box store sure. for picking up anything within an hour round trip. And if I can order something and it comes in within a week, it's perfect. Yeah. And, and again, that's, uh, you know, there are some local stores I'll try first, which I do. And uh, yeah, the uh, aforementioned toilet seats were purchased new in a big box store. My wife was out shopping the other day. You know, she's, I don't know if your wife does this. My wife comes home with a project that she wanted to do. I want to replace the toilet seats. She looks at me, gives me the two boxes and says, there you go. I'm replacing the toilet seats. I bought them. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that has to do the work. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Uh, I think you do, Justin. I, I think you know full well how that works and uh, just make sure you do it promptly would be my advice. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yeah, so, uh, we, we have similar issues here. Just <laughs> just this afternoon, there was a phone call uh, where, where the current Mrs. Lennon was returning some goods to a well-known uh, British store that has a franchise out here. And she said, I, I might be a bit late. Oh, 
Uh, to which I said, really? Because we have had discussions in the past um, where, where I've said that I record a podcast for 90 minutes on a, on a Thursday. Uh, Justin and I pretty much never change that schedule unless we have to. And so it's the one time when I would prefer a large BMW did not drive up next to my office, stop, open the door, liberate some very excited dogs, and cause all sorts of noise for my editor, who can be quite fussy, to deal with. And uh, so, so there was one of those phone calls where we were trying to outstony silence each other. <laughs> until uh i'm guessing who won that and it wasn't you uh, no 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 at five minutes before recording time uh mrs l came collected the dogs without a word <laughs> so i suspect i'm in trouble um but i'm going to take the small victory while we can and this will now be a seven hour episode as i avoid going upstairs and getting shouted at <laughs> just take some new toilet seats and install them trust me it's a winner. <laughs> well, the the other thing is, we we have a friend recently who's sold their property here, and uh, you know we've been toying uh, what we want to do, and you know with all sorts of privilege and stuff, we we feel that maybe maybe we could um, move from this house to something a little bit smaller, something a little bit more flexible that that might allow us to to reconsider where we live and stuff. Um, and and uh, the current Mrs. Lennon wants to explore that, and. Consequently, gave me the telephone number of the real estate agent and said, I'd like to explore that. I'll be careful. To which I replied, excellent. Why don't, why don't, why don't you phone and make an appointment then? No, no, you're doing that. Right. I see. So actually, you'd like me to explore that. Yes. Good. Got it. Uh, so that's what I should be exploring tomorrow. Just be careful. That is a slippery slope. I had a similar conversation last year <laughs> with a real estate agent and next thing you know i'm looking at a mounting all day long <laughs> well indeed indeed enough rabbiting what's uh, your tool of the week my tool of the week well um i've a couple i suppose uh, one would be a, a thing called a kaiser bandage um which is a dressing that i'm using on on a very nasty ulcer that's giving me a hard time at the moment um, so I've been using those, but what that also means is that I've been doing a lot of, uh, sort of lying down. I'm, I'm good to walk. I'm good to lie down. What I'm not really allowed to do is stand around or sit around. Uh, so that brings me to my second, um, tool, which has been my little mini messenger bag. I have a mini messenger by a company called STM. I don't think they make it anymore. Mm. Um, but it's, it's sort of just about big enough for my MacBook Air. Um, and you know, I can get in a few bits and pieces, pencil case and notebook and stuff. And it's a very, very small bag, ideal for commuting from my office to my kitchen, uh, or indeed my couch or anywhere else that I can get my leg elevated. Um, and yeah, sort of maybe think, oh, wouldn't it be nice to be going to coffee shops again? And, uh, no, not really. No, I'm quite happy being here to be honest. <laughs> I, th I think, I think I've been spoilt by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yes. Especially if you're like me and have decent coffee at home, it's really hard to say, okay, I'm going to go out and pay twice as much for a cup of coffee and have to deal with people. <laughs> exactly. There is that little downside there, isn't there? Though I will tell you something, Stu, you know, and it's, it's terrible to admit to, and maybe this is something that, you know, the stationary part of our podcast comes into 
you put a name of a bag into the show notes without a link <laughs> and i'm just like madly searching oh i haven't heard of this one what is it what is it what is it <laughs> i don't need another bag i have bags for every occasion and probably a few more and yet there's me googling away this stm mini messenger to, to see what it is and is it something i could use oh Stu, what what is it you, do you've got a problem with bags too right <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've got hundreds of the bleeding things, but, um, yeah, I, I remember only cause we talked about bags, uh, or I talked about bags in another podcast. Um, and so I, um, I'd looked up this one and I, I couldn't find it anywhere and, oh, here we go. The joys of technology. My back blaze backup has been safety frozen. Oh, good. That's nice. There's a little project for me tomorrow. Um, but so, yeah, I couldn't find a link to this. So that's just what makes me think that they don't sell it anymore. Probably. Mm. Cool. All right. What are you rocking as a pen and ink of the week? Um, well, pen and ink uh, hasn't changed that much. Um, the, the ones I have been using are all sort of big receptacle, sort of, you know, big, broad nibs. Um, not ideal for writing notes when you're lying on your back. Fountain pens, it's not really their thing. Uh, and as I say, sitting at a desk, I'm not really allowed to do. So mm. um, I have been using a pencil, um, a little Musgrave Harvest, um, which is a lovely pencil, much underrated. Number two by Musgrave. It's a yellow pencil, very much in the sort of standard American vein, but it's really nice to write with. Um, you should, if, if you're in oh, the United States, uh, you can get them uh, online. If you're not in the United States, you can buy them from Nero's because Musgrave won't ship to you. There you go. You see? Nope. No bitterness here. No bitterness at all. No, no bitterness. Well, you know, hey, Canada and the United States are always an uneasy continent bedfellows. I've, I've always thought. Um, so that's it really. What about you? Have you been using something nice? I'm still rocking the Leonardo Memento zero blue hawaii that i inked up before my trip down to the coast last week mm -hmm. i i really something still i'm not sure if i want to admit this but you know i i did post a picture of me looking like a smurf yesterday i saw that um i i had a well one of those problems that you sometimes get things don't flow as well as they should and yeah you give it a little squeeze and well then there's ink everywhere uh, in, including dyeing my beard too. I've got an, a wonderful little blue streak down the front of my beard. Cause apparently I touched my face before realizing that the ink had leaked. Um, but I good look. Yeah. Stunning. I, I'm going to go for a little bit of pink on the other side and I'll be right in there with my child. Um, <laughs> I realized the other day, so I, I inked this up on a late Tuesday night when I was packing for my trip and by Thursday, I, I was out all day on Wednesday, driving meetings on Thursday. I realized I had accidentally squirted some of this ink. Well, I'm going to say all over my sink. Um, mm. I, I use a kitchen sink I'm, again, privilege. I have my own sort of kitchen downstairs in my office area. Uh, it has a stainless steel sink. It's got a marble countertop. It has a stone backsplash. Guess where all of this ink went? I was going to say, it's now got all of those things in blue. Uh, in blue. In blue. And this is a blue that 
it, it's permanent, Stu. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, Krishna After Dark. Really hating this ink. Um, the stain on the stainless steel tub or uh, the stainless steel sink, that is still there. I tried everything I had in the house. The only thing I didn't try was bleach because we were on septic and we can't use such stuff. But uh, I tried that and then I looked up and I realized it's on the countertop. It's on the stainless steel um, handle, the uh, faucet, and even worse, it's on the nice porous um stonework behind my sink so luckily my wife does not use my sink mm-hmm. but um oh my gosh i think it's, it's a lovely customization justin that's that's what it is it's it's a, it's a bright blue stew it looks terrible <laughs> um but yeah i'm i'm kind of in trouble because uh i've got all these things and they they have cleaned up somewhat as much as i can but there's definitely a stain to it so i'm not sure what everybody uses please let me know if you have anything that is uh, non-bleach i.e septic safe uh to clean up uh stains do you do you have any ideas Stu? uh i don't use permanent ink (laughs) which is the most useless suggestion i could give you um didn't realize this was permanent. I thought it was just a regular ink, but apparently it is, well, very potent. Let's put it that way. Mm. Water, water, and more water. That's kind of hard to soak down a uh, tile wall behind your sink. Just pointed that out, but you know, anyway. But just tape a wet cloth to it. <laughs> See if it soaks out the water, that ink even. Hey, you never know. At this point, I might try it before the wife sees it. Though I think she might notice the cloth more than she might notice the stain. But we'll uh-huh. see. Oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I'm in trouble. <laughs> well, I think that kitchen needed a little bit of work, actually. A bit of bringing up to date. That's that's what you can say when she's been away and you've done it. <laughs> you can just say, yeah, well, I thought it needed some bringing up to date. So I replaced that and I replaced this. Almond doesn't look great. That's going to be your only solution. Yeah, I don't want to replace that stonework. It's everywhere. Anyway, there you go. That's my life for you, Stu. It's exciting, isn't it? (laughs) Indeed. Life is a simple thing made complicated by men. And speaking of life getting complicated, or not, we are two days after the summer solstice. Yes. Summer is here. Apparently, temperatures in both of our areas are getting into that hot, hot, hot level. Mm -hmm. So how do you stay productive? What changes for the summer? I got to say Mediterraneans. We were having a little bit of a chat before the show and you guys seem to, oh, I'm not sure if you do things right or wrong, but what's, what's changing, Stu? What what do you do for summer? Uh, Well, summer, 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 because of the sort of natural climate of the Mediterranean, which is it gets very hot and steamy in the summer. Uh, it's always traditionally been that you get everything you need to do uh, done in the morning, and then you have lunch, and then things kind of slow down. So during those sort of really hot, still hours of the afternoon when the sun's at its peak, uh, you go to bed. I mean, that's kind of what you do. So um, businesses will will shut here at about 1 p.m. for lunch, and then they will open again at about 5. Uh, so that's quite an extended lunch break. And the idea is that you have something to eat uh, and then go and lie down in the dark room going, oh, you saw it. 
<laughs> and then you get yourself uh, out of bed at, at half past four, have a have a cold shower, a cold coffee, uh, and then go back into the office for a couple of hours. Now, with the advent and the sort of distribution of um, air conditioning, there's not really any need to keep that going now because, you know, uh, large office blocks and stuff are all air conditioned, shops are air conditioned. Um, but it's stuck and it's just the way of things here. So um, if I want to get anything done at my local council office, which is where I have to go and sort of pay bills, uh, water bills, um, organize for uh, rubbish to be collected, all that sort of stuff, I, I can do it in the morning. That's it. Once you get to afternoon, it's, I mean, in theory, they're kind of sort of open, but you'd never know at what time. And and if you do get there, you you really do feel like you're disturbing people. They're like, what? Um, so yeah, I I sort of lean into that. I get up very, very early. Um, I, I think we'll probably touch on it later, but we're, you know, we both have dogs. Um, and you can't take in Cyprus, it's impossible to walk a dog in the afternoon because the 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 ground is too hot for their for their paws. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, the dogs wake with the sun, as is a dog's want, um, <laughs> and start and start letting me know that it's time, it's time to go for a walk because they'd much rather go for a walk at six a.m. than seven a.m. Huh. You guys don't have a princess dog over there. <laughs> well, uh, we might do, but I, I perhaps have a different way of, in, of dealing with princesses than you. Um, but yeah, so I I get up at five every morning. Um, uh, Mrs. L gets up at five to get ready for work. She she leaves for work before seven, um, and she's at a school. I mean, she's got kids at seven twenty something like that. That's when school starts here. And uh, I I sort of you know do everything I need to do, which might be working, might be golfing, mm-hmm. uh, until lunchtime, and then I have some lunch, and then the dogs and I retire to uh, one of the bedrooms, which has got aircon. And yeah, just sort of, you know, chill out. I, I, I'd like to say I do some reading, but mm, well, you know, maybe, maybe about three words before, uh, you know, I'm just having a nice gentle snooze. And I, I, look, I'm a huge advocate of this lifestyle. If, you, if you're in the lucky position of being able to do it, uh, everybody I know goes, oh, no, I couldn't take a nap. It's completely impossible. And then they try it for a month and go, this is incredible. That tends to be how it works. Um, so, that's how our days work here. And then in August, we have an even different thing. Um, August, Cyprus is closed, except for tourists. Oh. So um, if you want to do anything with the government, no. Uh, you want to do anything with the courts, no. Um, if you want to do anything with local government, police, no. That means that nobody's here. Nice. So building work stops, uh, everything. Um, tourist-related stuff obviously carries on. The tourists won't notice any difference. Um, but if you're, you know, if you've got a project, you need to do at home, you know, even the hardware store will just look at you and go, what you want, you want to buy paint? What for? Go away. <laughs> it's just August is closed. It's the same. in. I mean, I lived in France for a long time. It's the same there. Same in Spain. Um, it's, it's the way to do it. It's the way to live. That's why we have so much more <laughs> vacation time than people in, in North America is because it's, you know, culturally ingrained here. You do realize that all of our listeners in North America are staring at their phones right now. <laughs> I know. And they've, I, they've got words welling up on their mouths that they're ready to yell at you, Stu. Close for a month. No. 
<laughs> yeah, honestly, and sometimes I, uh, you know, I've I've worked at companies that you know we we've had the out of office messages, and and American partners have come back to us and said what. Because you know they've sent a, they've sent an email on the second of August, and we've you know advised them to try again on the third of September. <laughs> what? We're not here. What do you mean you're not there? Well, we're not here. I mean, I'm I'm just in doing some admin, or I'm cleaning this up, but we're just we're just not here. It's August. Go on holiday, crazy American. <laughs> well, the the American long weekend is coming up uh, the fourth of July, which is kind of the summer vacation, which is an extra day off <laughs> and if you're lucky you might get an extra couple of days which you take from your very limited personal time off bank pto <laughs> oh god yes uh, it's it's quite different here the french the french try and organize their their public holidays to be on wednesdays mm. because then you can fill up on which is to to make the bridge so as wednesday is a is a holiday well it's not really worth going in on monday and tuesday is it so that is a long weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's a long weekend in Europe. The, oh, we're not going to work on Monday. I mean, that just doesn't cut it. Seriously. <laughs> that's, that's not long enough. You work too hard. All of you stop it. Um, can I get that in writing, please? Uh, I can give you my <laughs> boss's email address. Yeah, yeah. Tell him Stu said it was fine. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's fine. Trust me. I'm, you know, it's bad enough. I'm the only one living out here, uh, let alone, uh, you know, taking the extra time off. No, it's it's quite a difference between uh, North America and Europe. And having been someone that's dealt with Europe in business, I had a German head office for many years and was absolutely gobsmacked by, uh, you know, you get those. Uh, Germany's a little bit more efficient because, you know, Germany. But uh, I, I would get those... We're, we're closed for two weeks in the summer. And it's like, well, doesn't matter. Summer is our busy time. We need this part. We need this. How are we going to get it if nobody there is? Well, the world shuts down, obviously. Um, but no, North America, we do not have such luxuries. Um, we, I think we rely on air conditioning a little bit more because not much really, really changes up here, which is mm -hmm. surprising. Um, are you planning any touristy stuff when you close down for... August, are you going to travel to Sicily to look for a new house and all that good stuff yet? Uh, well, Mrs. L is off to Sicily. She's going to go and spend some time with, uh, with one of her great friends. I'm, I'm quite happy to sort of not really. I'm, uh, the, I don't know how it is with you. I think it's similar, but air travel at the moment is just crazy. Uh, none of the airlines have got any staff, none of the, uh, airports have got any staff. I mean, there there have been pictures of uh, of Heathrow in in London with like seven thousand bags that have just got lost and haven't got to where they're going. Um, it's it's chaos, and the airlines are actually being told um, in in the UK, the airports are saying you've got to take ten percent of your schedule off um, <laughs> because we just can't cope with it. Uh, which means, of course, that there are less flights, which means the price goes up. <laughs> and it's just like I'm I'm quite happy. I've reached that time of my life just where I'm quite happy to say, yeah, 2024 looks good for travel. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so I'm I'm not planning to go, although I may have to go and see my mum who's been who's been unwell. Um, so I may need to go over and, and see her and make sure she's cool. Fortunately, I have quite a lot of sort of airline options and stuff from Cyprus to to the UK. So I might be able to pull that off maybe in July. Um, but yeah, 
Margaret and I will do some stuff because her time off is governed by school holidays, uh, which obviously means that all of her flights cost extra <laughs> because airlines are just nice like that. And she gets to travel with all the children as well. Yeah, of course. And the families, which Yay! is always fun. I don't know if you're like me. Whenever I travel, I get the screaming kid kicking the seat behind me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think like everybody, I have this tendency to want to be grumpy about it. And then I just think to myself, you know, that was probably me. <laughs> Enough years ago, um, you know, the kid, the kid is the, just being a kid. You can't get upset at a kid being a kid. It's crazy. Oh, I don't know. I'm still like that. Uh, I get grumpy <laughs> on an air flight and, you know, I, I start hitting the guy in front of me and uh, <laughs> taking the window up and down and pushing the service button because, you know, nobody ever follows those anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still like that, Stu. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm now, uh, unless I'm traveling with the current Mrs. Lennon, who knows how to push all my buttons, I'm, I'm a very relaxed traveler these days. I just tend to let this stuff fly over me. Um, but yeah, we'll do some stuff here in Cyprus. Uh, we'll, we'll go and spend some time at the beach because you kind of forget to do that if you live next to a beach. Um, and we, we're, we're probably more Cypriot than we are tourists now. So we kind of know where to go. Uh, we know which are the cool beach bars and which are the not cool ones. Um, so we'll do a little bit of that. And, you know, I, obviously I'm a picture in my compression stockings <laughs> and my shorts. People going, why is he wearing socks up to his knees? Never mind. You, you don't want to know. I bet your tan lines are just lovely, Stu. <laughs> Honestly, the looks I get from people, like, what's he come as? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what can you do? You just oh, you just have to lean into it. So I, I just try and style it out and wear ridiculous hats as well. So yeah, we, uh, we will go and do a little bit of that. We'll probably escape up into the mountains. Um, sort of the higher you go here, the cooler it gets. Um, and we have a couple of, uh, hotels, sort of spa places up in the mountains that we like up in the pine forests. So I might do a little bit of that. Um, and that'll kind of be it for us. I mean, um, I like if possible to take the dogs with us. Um, and that, that really slims down our options because, uh, traditionally, you know, dogs haven't been part of the family in Cyprus. They're more a sort of, you know, they live outside and attack things that come into your garden. Um, so hotels and stuff are only recently getting into sort of being dog friendly, but yeah, I, I, I like summer. Um, that's why I moved to the heat. Um, I don't actually like the heat. You will not see me in the sun that often. Um, but I, I like being around it. <laughs> I like sitting in the shade adjacent to it. I love the sea. Uh, so yeah, be bits and pieces of that. What about, what about it in, well, I suppose semi-rural Canada. What do you do in semi-rural Canada in the summer? Good question. First summer up here, um, I'm going to probably take a week off in July, I think is sort of the <gasps> plan. A whole week? That limited PTO that we have up here, right? It's crazy. Um, I've got my 10 year wedding anniversary coming up to the current Mrs. T to use two terms. She's wanting to sort of do some tourist around the town stuff. Yeah, cool. Um, you know we're we're still being cautious um people around us are well the 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 pandemic is over life is back to normal we're not quite there yet but uh you know july should be a good time to sit outside and enjoy some food on a on a nice patio and stuff like that so i can't really see us getting traveling 
internationally anytime soon. Um, you know, there's so much for us to see and do around town here that I'm not even sure we need to at this point, you know, have that expense, the, the hassle, the unknown, um, it's, it's fine just to sort of have the base. And as you said, with a puppy, it does tend to make things a little bit, um, more complicated. Mm. You know, we, we need to be around to take the dog for a walk and let the dog out and all that stuff or take the dog with us. Our dog, yeah, again, things that you never want to admit to, but, um, the princess, uh, she likes to be carried around. We go for a walk, for example, she gets tired because she's got little legs and she turns to me and paws at me and says, I want to be picked up. My daughter has a dog basket. It's like a backpack with a little basket on that she actually has to carry the dog around in the basket when they go for a walk. So I guess there's a theoretical possibility that I have this little fluff ball with a bow on top of her head in a basket in front of me as we're trying to do touristy stuff. I just can't feel any less manly when I'm walking around with a tufty, fluffy dog that is a princess um, walking around. So I, I'm not too sure about that, you know. I was Well, if you team that with some nice compression stockings, I've got some lovely ones in pink, for example, mm. uh, you'll be turning the heads. I'm telling you that you'll be turning the heads in, uh, in Canada there. Well, I'm sure I turned them. I was the other day, you know, I was out in a Harley Davidson t-shirt, you know, I've got all my tattoos and I'm walking around with this fluffy dog carrying around like I'm Hodor. You know, she, she looks like she's a puppet when she sits on me. It is absolutely ridiculous. You know, I was laughing when you were saying your dogs get up in the morning. Uh, my dog sleeps on the bed with us and uh, she waits for me to get up so she can stretch out on my pillow. Uh huh. Yeah. No. No. I. I have a Jack Russell that does something very similar. Yep. Uh, she does not like to get up. Uh, she finally gets up when Mom gets up. But oh God, it's uh, yeah, dogs. So yes, who knows about the dog? But yeah, we'll we'll stay around. Um, limited PTO up here. Well, that's just North America in in its in its way of doing it. I'm going to try and take maybe a couple long weekends as well. You know, mm -hmm. uh, apparently. You know, tourist season, everybody's going to come up and visit us. So, you know, maybe taking an extra day and making a, either a rest or cleaning day, which is more likely to be the case with Mrs. T. Um, we'll see, we'll see how that goes, but it's, it's going to be pretty much business as usual for us. I've got some summer deadlines that really don't help my case. Uh -huh. I've got, uh, several of the businesses that I'm involved in their year end deadline, July 31st. Sure. That makes summer fun because everything <laughs> has to be in and sorted out. And, you know, so, so much of that stuff is timing related. Um, the other, one of the other businesses that I'm in, uh, if you look on a, you know, sort of a standard bell curve, you would probably put July right at the top of that bell curve. And then August, September goes down a little bit. It's already busy into, you know, June. So again, busy time. There's lots of work there. So it, it does make life a little bit more challenging in just saying I'm closed for August. Uh, even though, <laughs> even though my, my heart is Cypriot today, or at least for this month. Sure. I mean, you know, I remember when I was, um, 
I sort of first left the UK when I was 18. So before any of you were born, to be honest. Um, and I um, was sort of taken aback by the French approach to to life because France is closed in August. Um, you know, e even as far north as Paris, it, it's, uh, you know, it's August. We're on holiday. Well, France is closed a good chunk of the time. No offense to our French <laughs> listeners, but... <laughs> No, it's not. You just need to know who to ask and how to ask. But anyway, um, the the joy of it is that that sort of expectation, if it's spread across the society, means that you don't get you know uh, deadlines in August and people. You know, it just doesn't happen. And so, whatever service industry you're in, okay, if you're serving the tourist industry, which is the one I was in, we were working hell for leather during August. But everyone else, you know, accountancy firms, um, business support, those guys were just off because there was no one to support. You know, their clients were off, so they were off. And there was this whole trickle-down effect, which I think makes it so much easier to manage than how it works in the UK and the US and, and Canada, where, you know, everybody is like, okay, we have a certain amount of uh, vacation time and we're going to try and take it at the, at the weirdest time so that we don't bump into everybody else with vacation time. And then we, you know, it all gets so very complicated. I remember it was so political as well in the UK. But, oh, I want, I want a week in August. Well, you can't have a week in August. No, no, no. Dave has the week in August. You're going to have to have a, a week in June. But I don't want to go in June. June's no good for it. Oh, whereas in France... You're off in August. Hmm. I got a question for you. How do you deal with international businesses? Because I, I, I certainly guess that a lot of businesses are local, but mm -hmm. so much of our world is international now. And, you know, perhaps that's uh, sure. me being a Canadian realizing that so much of our life revolves around the U.S. And trade with the U.S. businesses within the U.S. How does that work within Cyprus slash Europe slash anywhere that has an entire month off? Do you run into problems with sort of deadlines and uh, expectations and challenges? And have you found any good ways to mitigate those challenges if they exist? Yeah, I mean, with uh, American companies, American clients, you just lie to them. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, they'll say, oh, well, you know, we are going to need this done by the 15th of August. And you go, oh, yeah, sure, sure, cool. Uh, and then you're completely unobtainable from the 1st of August onwards. They, they soon learn, Justin. <laughs> I mean, the thing about, I mean, I'm, I'm being slightly flippant, but the thing about it is that you do, I've had experiences with, um, US companies have been like, okay, yeah, I appreciate that's how it works where, where you guys are, but you know, we need to get this done. We're prepared to pay a premium for it. We're just going to get this done. And, and you just have to say to them, look, Brad or, you know, whoever, whoever it is, it's not going to happen. Uh, you can offer me a million bucks. It's not going to happen. I'll take the million bucks. Then it won't happen. I'll deliver the thing that you need in September. And you'll actually find that the world continues to turn. The only difference will be that you've given me a million bucks. So a natural reaction to that from, from a lot of North American firms is, okay, well, we'll find someone else. Mm-hmm. And, and then they come back four weeks later and go, we can't find anyone else. I know we're, we're all off. <laughs> it's, it's just the way it is. And I mean, I think increasingly as well in North America, there's an understanding that Europe's right. Mm. We, 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 as a, as a planet, as a people, we need to work more towards reducing 
the hours that we work and that companies pay people because it's so inefficient. People are just dreadfully useless at most things. <laughs> um, and, you know, this whole sort of move towards productivity and, you know, uh, flexibility and life balance, all of those, you know, big buzzwords. Um, the, the French just look at you and go, what do you mean work-life balance? It's six o'clock, I go home. That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I lived in Paris, I did not meet a stressed French executive. Hmm. <laughs> when, when they finish work, they finish work. We go to the cafe. We have a aperitif. Then we go for dinner, maybe with the mistress. That's very nice. And then we go home. Uh, you know, I love it. <laughs> and the, the, their approach to life, which you know we used to ridicule, you know, the older I get, I look at it and go, Do you know what? Is it any wonder the French live forever? <laughs> Ah, boy. Yeah, that sounds completely different than out here. What can I say? It will change. But I, there is something really, really powerful about having a month that is a designated holiday. It's basically the same principle as the weekend. Hmm. I got a question for you, because you were talking about how it's hot for the dogs mm -hmm. to walk. What do they do for a pee break during the day? Uh, well... The, the the thing that they can't walk on is tarmac. Mm -hmm. Now, most roads here are, um, so, not roads, but footpaths um, will be concrete, which isn't so bad because concrete is white and tends to reflect the sun, whereas tarmac isn't. Um, so, you know, a dog will, I mean, my dogs will kind of do all of their business way before it gets hot. And then they'll cross their legs until it gets cooler again. So. Um, from, uh, let's say maybe when I get back from the walk, I'll get back from the dog walk, maybe around at eight o'clock. I walk them for about I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour, uh, in the morning. And then, uh, that's kind of them until round about nowish, about, uh, five, six, six o'clock. They'll start getting excited about life again. Cause it's cooling off a wee bit. Mm. Um, you know, mummy's back. Uh, and then there'll be little balls of energy now until, I don't know, nine, 10 o'clock. And then it's like, oh, it's dark. It's time to sleep again. Interesting. I'm I'm changing Coco's uh, habits. We we go for a walk in the morning, and again, my dog is a princess. Anything more than about half an hour of work, unless she's really in the mood, she has to be in the mood. Uh, involves me carrying her home <laughs> for sure. We go for a walk, sort of around the neighborhood. Let her do a business uh, first thing in the morning. Then we've, we used to go right after work, which is a lovely bit of exercise, get out, get some fresh air, mm. but again, it's getting a bit odd. Um, we have sort <laughs> yeah. of the same thing that, yeah. um, basically what I find is that I'm dragging the dog around by her leash yeah. and she's like, oh, it's too hot. I don't want to do this working thing. I've got hair. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's, I'm going to sweat. It's going to mess up my hair. Um, so we've, we've kind of let her out and do her business in, in the yard. Mm -hmm. and then take her for a walk just before bed, which mm -hmm. um, she's not too fussed about because she likes going to bed, but um, it seems to be walking, working better for a walk. So I was kind of curious yeah. if that's something you guys do or how that works for you. Yeah, oh, no, we used to do, I mean, uh, when I had Nero uh, and all my dogs previous to Nero, I mean, in the UK, I would always do two walks, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Um, and here in the winter, I would do the same. So one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Um, but afternoon is just not feasible um, during the summer. <laughs> and as you say, the dogs are pretty good at telling you. So, you know, we have a large yard 
Um, so they use that as as and when they see fit, uh, leaving leaving me with the most glamorous of dog owner jobs. Um, uh, and yeah, I take them out for, for sort of that one spell of exercise in the morning. And we have to be careful. You have to be careful with with heat because uh, one of the biggest causes of of sort of dog premature death is exhaustion. Um, we have a tendency to sort of walk the legs off them. And as you said, they've only got small little legs. Um, and, and when they do start saying, hmm, I've had enough, it's probably a good sign that you should be uh, heading home. So the Jack Russell that I have will go on forever because um, that's he just goes into sort of, um, he goes into endurance mode. So his tail goes down, his ears go down, his tongue comes out, and he sort of adopts a gate that says, I will keep going. <laughs> Nothing will stop me. Um, it's sort of French Foreign Legion sort of approach. Whereas the poodle, who's part Shih Tzu, who's probably closer to your princess, she'll just look at me and go, no, no, that's it, no, time to go home. Um, and, and we just turn around and go home. Mm, so I don't even get the time to go home. I just get the, I'm done, pick me up. <laughs> God, it's terrible. That, the things we do for our dogs. Well, yes, but the, we love them. Ah. So anything fun planned so far this week or this, uh, this summer, if you got anything definite, uh, definite in the schedule, uh, we've got, we've got, uh, Sicily for, for Mrs. L. So that will be in itself will be a holiday for me, uh, cause she won't be here. So I'll be home alone, me and the dogs. Uh, we are, when we finish recording this, I am off to an 89th birthday party. Wow. You are. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm currently off alcohol because I'm on antibiotics, but I I may sneak in a nice cold beer. Um, I, I don't think that will be too damaging to my my health. Um, and other than that, no, we've been kicking around some ideas of of weekends, and um, but it's strange, you know. I'm, again, very lucky to live where I live. So I've got a big house, I've got a big yard. The sun is cracking the flags. I've got a I've got a ten meter swimming pool in the back garden. Lovely. Um, so the whole idea of, oh, should we go and stay in a hotel? Why? What's it going to offer? Well, it's got a pool. Um, um, a pool and I'd have to queue for drinks, whereas I've got fridges on the, you know, in every room. Mm. I, I kind of live on holiday, or at least my, my notion of holiday. So for me these days, going on holiday is more like uh, going to cities or going to visit people. And those are things probably best done outside of the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, I realized last week uh, going to a city is not as much fun as it once was. Yeah, you uh, once you get used to it, a little bit quieter life, mm. uh, no traffic, anything like that. It's uh, it's quite eye opening to go back, uh, and I'm sure yeah. when you were back in London earlier this year, you noticed that. Oh, it's an assault on the senses, London. I mean, I, in in a positive way, but also in a very intimidating way. I mean, just. You know, walking to the tube station, getting on the tube with thousands of people. It's just like, oh, wow, how did I do this every day? And, and I love it for a couple of days, and then I'm delighted to be back somewhere quiet, to be honest. Yeah, I know the feeling on that one. Yeah, I've got to, well, starting this weekend, we've got some wine tasting coming up. There's a, a ride on the railway coming up with guests. We've got another guest coming to stay with us, and, well, there'll be... Uh, a vineyard and uh, some pizza and well, just lots of lots of wine in in the plan. 
I'm moderating myself now. I don't have the excuse of antibiotics, but, uh, I'm, I'm working with my doctor on, well, new doctor checkup. Um, doesn't like my weight. I don't know about that, Stu. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're doing this, um, you know, I think you cursed me on that, by the way. I think you cursed me because, uh, we spoke on the Sunday, um, roughly what you just said. And I went to see the doctor on a Monday who went, Hmm, that blood pressure, a little bit higher than I'd like to see, Mr. Lennon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, so I'm I'm on a sort of uh, reduced food, reduced alcohol, let's get things under control. Um, yeah, 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 My doctor is, well, he's, uh, so far, is really good, really thorough, but, oh, a lot of work for somebody else. And, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to the summer. Lots of relaxing, hopefully a lot of social stuff that we haven't done you know we moved up to an area where we don't really know anybody outside of my wife's family and uh, i don't know about you but i can only do so much wife's family for sure for sure but still get out there and do some tastings you'll love it Mm. any takeaways from today Ah, i suppose i just gave you the concise version of it get out and enjoy it um outdoor time is precious uh vacation time is precious uh, put put good stuff in the calendar and then fit the laptop pounding around that. Um, now, you know, I understand that we don't all have as much control over the calendars as, as I'm lucky enough to have, but, you know, make an effort. You know, this time, this summertime of chilling, you know, those whatever personal time off you can get, it's really important. It really is everybody's chance to, to, to say, this is what I'm doing it for. All that work that, that we do is for those moments with friends and family, we can sit down, have a glass of wine, enjoy a sunset and go, wow, it's great to be alive. Lovely. That's actually very smart. I'm going to make mine a little bit more North American focused because, you know, most of our listeners or some, you know, half of our listeners, I guess, are in North America. If you have time, make it precious, you know, enjoy it. If you're not going anywhere, you can still have a wonderful time with the people that are around you. And as Stu says, take a moment to make some memories out of it, whether it's watching a a lovely sunset. We had an amazing one the other day. I posted a picture of it. It was just pink and blue and white and oh, it's gorgeous. But just sit and enjoy the moment and try to get a break while you can get some outside time because around here anyway, that's only half my year at best. For sure. All right, Stu, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, well, you can find me at stuartlennon.com, which is where my writing hangs out. You can find me at nerosnotes.co.uk, where I sell bits and pieces of stationery, including those lovely Musgrave pencils. Uh, or you can find me uh, on Twitter at Stu Lennon. What about you, Justin? Where can people find you? Best place to find me, justintwyford.com. I posted up a, a neat uh, travel lapse of my trip across the mountains the other day. So if you actually want to see what the Coquihalla Pass, which is on TV in North America, they call it the highway through hell. Uh, you can actually see what that looks like and see the leftover devastation and construction from all the floods last year that we talked about. Oh, cool. Uh, if you want to see my picture of the sunset the other day, cause it's really unbelievable colors up here. Uh, you can see that on Instagram at j.j.twyford. If you have any thoughts, comments, tell me how to clean my tiles and my uh, sink, please drop me a line stationary, Jason at gmail.com. 
And if you could take a moment to like and review us on your podcast catcher choice, we really do appreciate your recommendations to your friends and your colleagues that you think might get something from what we talk about. Um, I think until next time, we are all going to be honorary Cypriots for the year and take August off. But until then, our next topic will be on accountability. So until then, goodbye and stay productive. Yes, us.